0: Hey, welcome to The Ohioan. It is Thursday, May 13th. I'm here with Craig today. Craig, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you, Chris? Good. Man, I got to tell you, uh, just so I'm up late, and so you guys get in time, I was telling you, Craig, before the show, I- I'm trying to get our agenda together, I guess, for lack of a better term, uh, hopefully by 4.30. And I wasn't sure. I, I was sitting here going, man, there's some not- a ton going on. So I said, hey guys, 5.30, there's a DeWine press conference. Let's just talk about that first. And you know, I sent that email and I'm thinking, man, there's been times where nothing's said. I mean, we could have a four-minute show. And then I watched the press conference last night. And I'm like, holy cow, we probably have five hours just on DeWine alone. But we're gonna try to get through all of it um, in the 45 minutes that we have here today. Uh, holy cow, Craig, um, in case anybody hasn't uh, watched it, lots of news from the press conference. Uh, first of all, the health orders, um, you know, as we've talked about various times over the past couple of weeks, um, with the Ohio Senate in the House, I mean, the health orders were, they could have been rescinded by the end of June. Um, and there was some reporting done yesterday that said, hey, that's what, um, the Republicans in the House and Senate were definitely aiming to do. Uh, They're going to rescind them all. I, I think the kind of um, beat them at the pass, I guess, uh, because last night uh, Governor DeWine said, "Hey, you know, let's kind of focus more on personal responsibility." Um, you know, COVID's still real. I mean, he's not—he wasn't doing a mission accomplished speech. It was just more of, uh, you know, let's approach it from this. Um, Uh, And he said, hey, you got to be very careful, but we're going to send the health orders in three weeks. And then on top of that, um, he said, look, the best way right now of fighting COVID is the vaccines. Uh, He spent a lot of time talking about vaccines. Um, Craig, Ohio, we had some reporting at our work um, with Gannett talking about Ohio as a state is at 41%. Uh, which isn't that high. Um, I saw a a tweet from Amy Klobuchar, who's a Minnesota senator who ran for president, who was excited to report that Minnesota is over 60%. Mm. So, you know, Ohio is being lapped by some of these other states. So we talked about what do you do about it, you know? Um, You know, Craig, you and I talked, I think it was like two weeks ago, after DeWine did one of his press conferences in Cleveland, where we're like, you know, I mean, he was just like, hey, you get free parking here. And, hey, it's really close to Indian Stadium. And we're kind of like, you know, I'm, I'm not sure if that's um, exciting enough for people to get vaccinated. Well, he outdid himself. I mean, my mouth was left open. And I'm like, wow, I, this might, if there's something that's going to get you vaccinated, mm-hmm. this might be the thing that does it. Uh, first of all, he announced, and this is a first, uh, starting today, if you're 12 to 15, you can get the vaccine. So now, you know, that age of vaccinations is now 12 and up. Right. In addition, um, if you get the vaccine and you're 12 to 17 and you sign up, just a website, I'm sure there's probably some proof. Maybe there's a number on your vaccination card or wherever the case might be. They are going to give five. Um, Full ride scholarships. Everything's paid for a state school. Now you can't go to a private school that's, you know, fifty thousand a year. But you know, I'm assuming a school like OU or Ohio State, which man, OU would be. Yeah, you know, that's almost like a private school in terms of what they offer and everything. Um, you know, Cleveland State, whatever state school it is, you you can go. Um. They're giving five of them away, Craig, <laughs> and that's not bad. And then we got the adults, and he's like, "I got something for you, adults." And he first started talking about um, he wanted more companies to offer inducements, like you know, we talked about Krispy Kreme, we talked about like the Reds and Indians offering ticket discounts. But then he dropped the bomb. I think it's what May, starting in a couple weeks, there'll be one drawing per week for five weeks. If you're vaccinated to draw your name, you win a million dollars. Craig, there's a ton to unpack from this. Um, where, where do you want to start?
1: Well, you know, I think we've, we've been sort of talking recently uh, about how in, how can we incentivize people getting this vaccine? Because we've hit, like, a wall, it seems like. And I I don't know. I mean, I'm not sure if people were expecting this from the governor, but I, I certainly was not really expecting that we would see, you know, a lottery style, you know, vax a million system where people would be able to qualify to, you know, essentially take home a million dollars or the, or of course the scholarship. So, uh, you know, I think we were wondering what kind of incentives maybe the state would, would throw out there, but I don't know that anybody could have imagined this kind of incentive where we're giving away this much money. Um, I almost kind of wonder if maybe we could have, done a little bit less money and spread it out a little bit. So maybe more people were winning, but, you know, at the end of the day, I, I, I do believe we're going to see some form of a spike. I would, I would guess in, in vaccinations. And if we don't, then clearly the people that don't want it don't want it because there is no reason to say no to it at this point, unless you just absolutely don't want it.
0: I mean, I'm not a lottery player, but right now, I think Ohio has about 11 million residents. Roughly speaking, if you're looking at 40% vaccinated, around 5 million. Obviously, it's not an exact number. So right now, and the hope would be from DeWine saying, hey, if I'm offering this, hopefully more people get vaccinated. But say it ends up being around 5 million. You've got one in a million chance. Now, I wouldn't guarantee that you and I are winning this thing but it's probably a lot better bet maybe than if you play a lottery. Like I'm not sure how the lottery odds are shaking up right now.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, at this point though, you, you know, it's just the idea that you essentially play for free. You know, this isn't a lottery where you have to spend any kind of money aside from just driving to the location where you need to get your shot. So it's, it's a chance worth taking, I think. I'm not, And again, you know, some people are going to be not getting the vaccine just because either they can't maybe for health reasons or they just don't want it. I do think we're going to see a little bit of an uptick. I would hope so. I mean, this is an opportunity that, you know, it could change the lives. And I think it's almost even more geared towards, you know, that college scholarship because now they're, you know, Pfizer is letting in the 12 to you know, 16 group. Uh, to get vaccinated now. So this is probably geared I think more towards let's try to get children vaccinated because that's, you know, it's a, it's the utmost importance to ensure that the children are safe moving forward and maybe they don't have any kind of long-term health complications by getting covid. So even though it, it, the big the big thing was the you know, the million dollar prize for the five people, I also think that the the bigger issue might be getting those college scholarships because they really want to try to get kids vaccinated. And I don't know what the numbers are throughout the state, but I know in the local, my local coverage area in Sandusky County, there was not really a big outcry for the vaccine for high school students, you know, even in that 16 age range and up. So, this this could incentivize a lot of families to say, you're getting the vaccine because you could get a scholarship out of this. So, you know, I think that was their their one opportunity. And, you know, it, it sounds like an interesting
0: offer. Well, and I got to tell you, uh, we're watching a 14-year-old right now. And I can't, you know, get into details here on there, air. But we're watching a 14-year-old. Um, we're hoping to eventually bring him into the family. I, I guess that's what I could say online about this. But... You know, I got to tell you, I looked at my wife last night and said, mm-hmm. hey, maybe we get this kid out to vaccination, you know, uh, because obviously there's a cost to college. And, you know, going to Ohio State's different than going to a uh, private school. But still, there's right. a cost there, you know, even for Ohio State. So, right. yeah, we were kind of like, hmm, maybe this would be something we should take a look at. You know, who knows? Um, But, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of talk out there. And I got to tell you, it, it wouldn't take some more time talking about this today. I, I think there's two ways of looking at it. First of all, you know, we're both journalists. So we detach ourselves to a certain point for our story when we're at work. So, you know, I was sick last night and I I, I was off at 430, so I, I haven't really had a chance to look at the numbers. <laughs> But it kind of made me think when I saw the story going, wow, this is going to get a lot of web attention when I heard him talking about that. Which, it, it, what I do, you know, in essence, what I'm doing is trying to gear people to go to our websites. So from a news side, it, well, let's talk about from a couple of different angles. First of all, the news side. from at my podcast side. I mean, you know, hey, when all this stuff was going on, we're like, wow, there's a lot to write about. There's a lot to talk about. Uh, this is interesting. Hey, you know. If DeWine didn't announce anything the last night, our conversation about the press conference would probably go three minutes and we'll move on. Right. Now we probably have like 20 minutes that we could fill with press conference talk. So, I mean, yeah, it's going to be fascinating. I mean, I think there's going to be a lot that we can talk about. Um, I'm curious because they're going to draw it. I'm assuming it'll be part of a DeWine press conference. Right. Holy crap. I, I mean, we talk about. I mean, as journalists, we more tend to watch the press conferences. I'm sure a year after COVID, not everybody in the states watching it. I totally understand. Right, I mean, right. you got lives leading to lead work to lead, but man, my goodness, I. I it, it, granted, you probably have a one in a million chance of winning. So I'm not saying, okay, right. watch because there's a good chance you'll win. But I mean, it's Ohio. I mean, I'm curious to see who wins this. I mean, there's a good chance we won't even know who won. I mean, they'll say the name we'll be like, boy, I never heard of that person. But I'm, you know, from a news side, man, I mean, you know, Craig, you're going to be watching that, and if some person from Fremont wins. Obviously, you're going to be trying to call him for a story. Or yeah. I kind of think it's funny. Um, you know, it's everybody who signed up to vote who got the vaccine. I bet you it's just going to be Ohio's luck if, like, Les Wexner, or one of the other like richest people in Ohio win the lottery just right. <laughs> to see who wins because it's everybody. So, uh, like I'm wondering who's more likely to win. It's a random draw, but what's it gonna look like if a millionaire already wins that, or you know, some guy who's a CEO that has a lot of money? I mean, I I mean I'm assuming they're announcing the name on TV, right? You know,
1: I I don't I don't know if we should assume that, but I will say that almost think they're gonna, they're going to, because it's going to be must see TV, you know, those five drawings. I'm, I, I'm assuming they're doing one drawing for the adult, one drawing for the students
0: at yeah. the same
1: time. So I would imagine, you know, those five weeks are gonna be must see TV. And I would yeah. think that, you know, they're gonna announce the name because at that point, you know, or maybe they even do the random drawing of it right then and there, because at that point, if they do draw someone's name, you want to make sure that there's no people crying wolf about maybe fraud or something that they pick someone in particular or whatever it may be. So you almost wonder if they just have to do it right then and there. So it it looks more random than, you know, the appearance. You almost
0: have to announce the winners because if you don't, people are like, oh, who is it? Or did you really give out money or, or or what happened? And I would imagine too, from a, a public relations standpoint, it would be interesting if, Whoever won, you know, you just do a Zoom call with them on the wine press conference. Hey, tell us your story. When did you go get vaccinated? Why did you get vaccinated? How does your family and everything? Right. And if someone just won a million dollars, I mean, they're not going to be like, oh, I hate being vaccinated. They'll be like, oh, thank you, DeW- Governor line. This is great. So, well, there's a lot of incentive for that
1: because, first off, you want to continue promoting the vaccine. And then, second of all, you want to show you want to show like a Joe Schmo or a Jill Schmo winning these you know lotteries, and and kind of hope it inspires other random people to get the vaccine because they saw a random person win. Now, I think you might be more likely to see fewer people. Like, let, let's say someone in Fremont wins the first drawing, you probably. Be less likely to see more people in Fremont and Sudusky County area getting the vaccine because they may they may say, well, we have no chance of winning since a lady or a guy from Fremont already won. So it is possible that you know maybe concealing the uh, location of a person might be beneficial because you don't want someone from a certain part of the state to win, and then all of a sudden everybody else says, well, we have no shot now at winning because how how likely would it be for two people to win? you know, in that situation from the same state or from the same area of the state. So, you know, that'll be interesting to see what happens.
0: Well, I mean, we're, we're middle class. I mean, I think we could probably safely describe yourself as that. I, I think anybody middle class or lower, you know, Hey, we could use a million. Do we have bills to pay and other stuff we can put in savings or whatever. Um, I, I just keep thinking it's going to be a horrible PR for Ohio. If you know, Wexter, somebody the Wexter family wins, or you know, somebody from a really rich family or a pro athlete, you know. A
1: pro, yeah. And it's it's entirely possible. I mean, anybody it it seems as though anybody that is a registered voter will now I don't know how many registered voters we have of those like nearly five million people that would essentially qualify as vaccinated. Uh, So I'm kind of curious to see what the actual, the data is behind, you know, we have about, I think they said 4.8 million, you know, vaccinated people. I almost wonder how many of those are registered voters. So kind of interesting to see what the final tally is, because maybe your odds improve a little bit, because I I can't assume that all 4 million of those people are, are all registered voters and, you know, going to be some, you know, a name that gets pulled out of that list. So. Um, but yeah, it'd be uh, kind of a shame if if a pro athlete or someone wins it that doesn't necessarily need it, unless of course they win it and maybe even say, "I don't need it, Governor." Redraw or whatever. I, I I can't imagine someone would say no to money, but maybe someone in a in a nice in a good position that doesn't need it, maybe they might say, "You know what? We're gonna put the money back in" or whatever. Or maybe I'll match it up to you know whatever you know, money and and we'll we'll make it a bigger drawing for the end of the you know the circuit. So
0: I'll assume it's some of the really rich ones. yeah you they're know, probably taking and going to charity. Like hey, you know oh, yeah. a first responders fund or something like that. How awkward would it be if the first day of the drawing the wine the, draws a name it says from Urbana, Ohio, Jim Jordan. Jim, <laughs> come on down or you know, something like that. Well
1: I, I the only thing I would say about that is I, assuming that jordan actually is vaccinated, i'm not quite certain that he is oh yeah that's
0: true that's i'm true. not sure that
1: he got the vaccine or not
0: you know or or how awkward would it be if they draw and again they're just drawing a name from the voter registry and i think they're saying too you don't have to register unless you don't think your name's on the current registry and then you can do it online so okay. again if you're vaccinated your name's in the system you don't have to do anything extra and and keep following the news for that because it may change i'm saying as of this moment that's what we understand right but what if they won they draw it and it is hey the first winner is john houston john, <laughs> john's on the stage you know or yeah or, or even better what if they draw it friend the wine sitting there i mean
1: i would i would have to guess that there would be certain people out there that if they won the lottery I would think that they would, and I'm not saying like do the right thing and, and give it back or whatever, but I think there are certain people that may be a little bit more comfortably financially that might say, I don't need the money. I'd rather see some random person from, you know, Athens, Ohio win. So I think that some people would probably just say, I don't want it,
0: redraw or whatever, who knows. Or, or what if somebody just takes it? What if, like, Houston's like, "I need a new boat." <laughs> like, in Ohio, you like runs off the stage, and we're like, "Hey, what's going on there?" You know.
1: Well, you know, I mean, you've got to think that there are enough politicians, pro athletes, or or you know, just wealthy people in the state of Ohio that have been vaccinated that will make up a portion of this list. Now, maybe they won't make up a high percentage of this list, but you know, it would, it's not uncommon for people that are already wealthy to win the lottery. So, you know, it it wouldn't be uncommon to, you know, to think that someone that's wealthy and and doesn't really need a million dollars could win this million dollar prize. So, you know, at that point, I do hope that someone just kind of says, you know, I don't need it. So let's redraw or let's donate it or whatever it may be, or maybe they give it back to their, you know, their home county food bank or something like that. It'd be great to you know, I, I just feel like there's going to be a lot of people that are going to want to get the, the vaccine now. I hope. If they don't want it now, then they're, they're never going to want it, you know, because this is a, a free opportunity at money. Yeah, the odds are stacked against you, but they're probably a little bit better than playing the lottery. So you might as well try it out.
0: Well, and I joked about this yesterday, but I was saying, man, we got to have a game show. You know, yeah. what would it take for you to get a vaccine? And, I don't know. You know, hey, we're in with Dan Tierney. Maybe Dan was listening to our podcast yesterday and said, holy cow, you know, governor, they got an idea. And, yeah, we didn't talk about lottery. We just said some type of game show. But I don't know, Craig, I think we need to take credit. We were trying (laughs) to get, like, Dan or or somebody from the state on. Obviously, you know, this is a crazy story. I'm sure they're getting calls from – right you know, CNN, a bunch of other people. I mean, I wouldn't surprise because, I mean, this is different. I mean, this is something that uh, other states have done. This at a smaller level, but this is very different, very weird. Uh, Before we get to the opposition to this, I wanted to throw out another fun thing for you. And There's other topics, but this is just – this is crazy. we got to spend some time talking about this. Uh, You talk about awkwardness, and maybe not awkward because we make a lot of money, because believe us, we don't, but, you know, journalists are – in the public eye, where you know I'm not as much because I do more behind the scenes stuff. But you know, in the Fremont area, if you if you buy the Fremont News Messenger, you probably see Craig's name out there. How awkward it'd be if one of us won it.
1: Well, you know, I, I'll just say this: I would. I mean, I'm I'm entered into this because I'm vaccinated and I'm a registered voter, so I'm, I'm I guess I'm automatically entered. If I were to win, I am certainly not going to say no to a million dollars. You know, we don't get paid the the greatest salaries ever in journalism. So uh, I'm certainly going to be, you know, very excited if myself or my wife or someone in my family were to win uh, or a friend or something, because, you know, the struggle is real. And, uh, you know there are, there are things that, you know, we just imagine what you could do with that money and it, it'd be great. You know, it'd be, uh you know, it'd be an awesome thing to, to be able to pay bills or to get yourself ahead on life or buy a house or whatever it may be. And, you know, it's, it'd be life changing for a lot of people in the state of Ohio.
0: You know, Craig, you write a lot of COVID stories. I mean, you're not necessarily writing them in Columbus or you're not, you know, writing—you're not one at the press conference. I kind of think, like, if somebody like me wins it, it might be a bigger deal behind the scenes because I personally work on a lot of these stories. But how awkward would it be? It, it, again, we're having fun here. Let's just throw this out there: what if the regulars on the press conferences—one, <laughs> one, one of them wins?
1: Well, that'd be kind of fun. I mean, uh, you know. Like, what if we're at the press conference and we get the lineup of questions going, and then all of a sudden, you know, the first question of the day is the person who won, and then Mike DeWine might ask them to talk a little bit
0: instead of, uh, yeah. you know, them asking Mike DeWine to answer questions. That'd be kind of fun, you know. There, you mention the scrutiny because, right, if, if it's any type of softball question, and not to say we're <laughs> asking softball questions, but if it's not hard hitting, now everyone's like, well, you know. They won the million dollars, and they're not holding the feet to the fire. I wonder why, you know? Right, right.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's uh, you know, that's probably where there's a little bit of a gray area right now. Is that you know, I think at the end of the day, there are some options out there where you know you're, I guess, you're probably hoping at some point that just a random Joe Schmo or Jill Schmo wins the wins the money because. If you were to have a celebrity pro athlete or a well-known person... Oh, it'd it, it would be fun. It would be fun, but it would probably be somewhat of a disaster, I think, because then you're wondering, well, is it rigged? Even though I, I don't think anybody should really assume that anything would be rigged, but if John Husted wins or if Fran DeWine wins or know, yeah. what about that? That'd be a great
0: story. I mean, right.
1: So you know, I think if it'd be it'd be awkward, but I think at the end of the day, you have to trust the process of it being a random kind of draw, and you know, but it, there would be some scrutiny. I think if you know someone wins, or you know, it might be one of those things where if like one of the journalists on, you know, the the, the weekly press conferences gets a victory there, then. Someone would say that, oh, well, there's this other journalist that got blackballed from the, uh, you know, from these press conferences or seemingly was blackballed from the press conferences. Why didn't they win, you know,
0: or whatever? Well, well let's ask the million dollar question. And it, it, it we'll it be nice to Tierney or if Governor Dwight ever comes <laughs> to the podcast. We won't ask him that personally. But can you imagine? Now, he, he says he's not going to the press conference anymore. But could you imagine they, they draw the first name? Jack Windsor is your <laughs> first million-dollar winner. Now, I don't think Jack well, – oh, I don't know. Maybe he did get vaccinated. I'm not sure. Yeah. But, you know, if Jack – yeah, if he didn't get vaccinated, he would be in. But, man, yeah. wouldn't that be crazy?
1: That would be fun. I mean, you know, could you imagine a, a sit-down there with with the governor and, uh, and Jack? Obviously, they've had some – some clashing moments over the uh, over the last year, but uh, it'd be interesting to see. Um, you know, I just I'm kind of I'm kind of curious. Do you think that we're gonna see an uptick in people getting the vaccine? I mean, do you think that this is incentive enough to? I don't know if it's gonna be pushing us into the sixty percent range like Minnesota is, but do you think we're gonna see a spike here? Because it seems like this is about the best option they have to say, "Please get it," and this is why you should get it.
0: Yeah. I- It's a good question. Let's kind of go into our opposition of this. I I guess, I mean, we like the pop culture of it. So we're fascinated. We have spent 25 minutes talking about this already. Because the pop culture is fun. I mean, this is going to be fun to cover over the next couple weeks. So, yeah, we're excited about that part. I would say, though, if, let's say we were all anti-vaccines and we were like, oh, we never will get the vaccine. Unless you're excited about the chance of winning, I mean, just think about it. At best, you're at a one-in-a-million chance. So, yeah, I mean, you you are part of a drawing for a million dollars. But, again, we talk about how funny it would be if a family or, or a celebrity or loved one. Honestly, Craig, chances are we're not going to know personally any of these five people. They're not going to be, like, a friend of ours, acquaintance right. of ours, or somebody notable. It's, it's going to be Joe Schmo and, you know... Uh, pick your favorite random uh, Washington courthouse. So you know, pick your favorite random Ohio city, and and good for them. I mean, hey, if they win, that's yeah. good.
1: Yeah,
0: I'm not sure, and I, I definitely see what you're saying. Maybe if you do more of an inducement, maybe you just say, "Hey, look, let's take you, you, you know," and, and, and w- let's say this too, because one of the questions is that if you just listen to this, you haven't heard the news they're taking some of the uh, recovery act dollars that are coming to ohio uh we talked yesterday on the podcast about how well, man it's what like a trillion coming uh, well five like five um it's like 5.5 or 5.4 billion i think 30, okay coming to ohio yeah right and this <laughs> really is earmarked to the state it's your mark to different counties it's also your mark to some of the bigger cities and I know like Rob Portman say, Hey, how do you get the townships involved in everything? So there's money going all over the place. And as we reported yesterday, you can't offer tax rebates. You can't say, Hey, we're gonna pay off our debt. You, you gotta use it. So I you could say, Hey, to the wine's credit, here's a unique way of using it, right. we're not like bailing out companies or anything. We're just saying, Hey, here's how the public can get involved. I saw some tweets on the opposition side that said, "Whoa, we need to help, you know, education more. We need to help, you know, fill in the blank of your favorite cause." Now, five million going to some crazy lottery—does this help? And honestly, I haven't seen that many tweets. Now, granted, I didn't look all night last night. There's probably a couple out there. I didn't see anybody said, "Dang, now it's just a lottery. I'm in." You know, let me go to get vaccinated. Right. So. (laughs) I I think there'll be more getting their vaccination if he didn't announce this. I don't think, though, it's going to be in three weeks when he does his first drawing, they're like, dang, 95% of the people in Ohio are, are being vaccinated.
1: Right. Do you think we, we moved the needle, though? Because it seems like we've gotten to a point now in the state where we're just hitting a wall, and we're not going to probably see above 50%. Do you think something like this could – could push us over to that 50% and above threshold. I mean, because I think he at least wants to get there because we're at, you know, in the forties right now. And I think maybe this, this comes into play, you know, with all the money that we are getting, and I'm not saying that we should just splurge all of it onto this lottery, but with all the money that we're getting, how, how unique would it be? Especially, you know, like, I think we talked about Sandusky County was getting a, a little over 11 million, I think. And I, I haven't really delved into what they're going to be doing because I've had to work on some other things before that. But, um, you know, that, that money is not far away from the, the total budget that Sandusky County operates. They usually are in the $16 to $18 million range for the county. That's the sheriff and a lot of the county services. So I'm kind of thinking to myself, you know, what if these counties took some of that money – and said to themselves, let's do our own little lottery. Let's have our own little small lottery where we give away a lot less than a million dollars, but maybe you give away a hundred thousand dollars for a few people or $50,000 for a handful of people. I mean, that could be more life changing to, you know, to know that someone from Sandusky County or Erie County or, you know, Lucas County is going to benefit from a, a new sort of windfall. I think that might sound more interesting than saying, let's take $5 million out of a $5.5 billion chunk or whatever it is, and give it away. Now, granted, there's also the scholarship money and stuff too. But just imagine if the, if the local communities did that, how much more interest you might gain from people getting the shots than
0: statewide. Well, and I think he left the door open for that, because remember, he called out Krispy Kreme and the Reds and the Indians. Right. Said, hey, other businesses do that. And he didn't specifically say, hey, counties, do you a lottery? But again, I mean, to answer the question, well, where are they getting the $5 million from? Well, it's coming from Recovery Act dollars. So even though he didn't specifically say that, I mean, the door is wide open for a county yeah. to do it, because yeah. counties can say... Yeah, you know, somebody out there could be like, wow, great idea. Well, where did I get from? Well, hey, Ohio took it from the Recovery Act. Why don't we, you know? Right. So, so even though he didn't specifically tell counties, hey, have your own lottery or college drawing. Yeah, it, it is interesting. Right. Well, I, I definitely see the opposite decision side to it. Hey, you know, it's well, okay. kind of goofy. Um, are we going to get that much, many more vaccinations? I'll be honest with you. It's going to be interesting. And look, this information is public. It's, it's easily trackable. It's going to be interesting, the first day of the drawing, where are we at as a state in terms of you know, vaccinations? I, I mean, Craig, I'll be honest with you. I mean, we could be writing stories for the next couple of weeks going, wow, there's an uptick. Man, people want that uh, potential winning a million. I would be personally stunned, Craig, and, and I hope I'm wrong, but I'd be personally stunned, even though if this goes over like gangbusters, if in the next couple of weeks we're up to 50%. Because that's a high threshold to get, you know, that's what, another million more vaccinations? Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I don't know if we're going to get that far, to be honest. No,
1: I, I agree with you on that. I, I, I'm just curious to see, because obviously everybody wants to, to try to inspire more more activity with a vaccine. And I think at the at the end of the day, the state of Ohio decided, hey, you know, this is probably the best way. If, Like I said before, if people don't want to get the vaccine now, they just simply aren't going to get it. Because now you have incentive where you don't have to buy lottery tickets. You have way fewer people that you're going up against to win a million dollars. And like I said, too, I I really think it'd be a great idea for every county to do their own mini lottery. Because I guarantee that would probably inspire more vaccination than the state doing the state lottery because when you look at it and you say well there's five there's five people that are going to win out of like almost five million vaccinated registered, you know and maybe not all registered voters but let's say all 4.88 million people are all vaccinated and registered to vote so then you have a chance a very slim chance but if you're in the state you know if you're in a county like i think sandusky county is around um Twenty, maybe 22,000 people have been vaccinated in Sandusky County and I would almost bet a lot of money that most of those people aren't maybe even registered voters because in Sandusky County we have around 40,000 or so registered voters out of the 60,000 population, which is a pretty solid number, but at the end of the day, you know, not all those people always are, are staying on the, on the rolls and maybe they stop voting and whatever. So if you could incentivize per county yeah. when there's twenty thousand people that have gotten vaccinated, I can I can imagine there'd be a local bump. Each county would see their own local bump if they were to give out a dozen scholarships, a dozen, you know, fifty thousand dollar prizes, because people are are gonna no one no one's really gonna ever say no to money, right? I mean you'd be pretty stupid to say no to money even if, yeah, it's not a million dollars, but $50,000 would change so many lives if if 12 people won $50,000, or whatever the counties kind of deemed, you know, suitable for the money they're receiving. You know, and we we looked at, we've had a lot of stories, not necessarily my coverage area, but we've seen stories where counties have struggled to, to spend CARES Act funding. So just imagine now getting like $11 million Or $20 million, or if you're, you know, these bigger cities have gotten over $100 million in this uh, recovery fund. Just imagine how challenging it could be to spend it if you can't spend it on debts and things like that.
0: Well, let's do this, Craig. And I'm not sure when you're going to get to the story. I I don't know what else you got in the hopper, but I would assume you guys are going to do a story on this probably sooner or later. It may not be this morning, but. Right. I would imagine in the next week or two. Isn't my guess. I mean I'm like, right. so yeah. it's up to you guys. I, I ask that question. Even if it doesn't make the paper I'm interested to say, hey, you know, maybe you ask in Dusky County, hey, would you consider a lottery type system? Yeah. hey, am curious what you're saying. You know, maybe it's a hey, grand deal, or hey, we don't want to do it. So yeah. Should be good. So yeah, hey, I know we spent thirty five minutes now talking about, but hey, it's interesting. Yeah. From a pop culture side um we'll keep you updated because geez i mean hey uh, believe me we're gonna be talking to we're gonna be definitely talking about these lotteries and so maybe we could get a winner on the show you never know but you know hey it, it's fascinating and you know i i think it's definitely a gutsy move by dewine and i think mm-hmm. it's a move that might work um so we'll be after this um we're not going to go Columbus crew any and talk about this 35 <laughs> minutes every day. But, you know, it's definitely something worth talking about and interesting to track w- what's upcoming. So, well, Craig, we got a couple other bits of news to talk about today. But, Craig, I, I got to first give some good pieces of advice. and Since we spent 35 minutes on, <laughs> on Ohio, which is good, uh, let me give you two of them at the same time. Uh, first of all, Chase Bank. You know, hey, you know, you might be the winner of the million dollars. And you're like, man, what am I going to do with it? I got put in the bank. I'm not spending all at one time. Try Chase Bank. Uh, Chase Bank really works for me. It's great during a pandemic. You can do a lot of your uh, banking online. I don't have to worry about it. I haven't gotten screwed by Chase Bank. Uh, You know, um, I just put my money in there. I know where it's at. I know where to pay my bills from it. It works for me. And uh, they have a lot of programs I haven't even tried yet. But uh, they have financial planners that can help plan your retirement and other stuff. I mean, I'm looking forward to take advantage of that, especially when we can get out and see some of these people in person. But Chase Bank works for you. And, you know, don't just take my word for it. Chase Bank is saying, hey, if you open up an account, you know, Chase Bank's not going to give you a million bucks, you know, if you open up an account with them. But they're going to say, open up an account. Attach your direct deposit. Um, you know, when you get that million dollars from, you know, Ohio's vaccine million lottery. I'm sure they're going to try to pay you maybe via direct deposit. And then they could put that million dollars in and you also get 225 bucks. Yeah. So Craig, when you win that lottery, <laughs> you'll have a million and 225 bucks on. If you sign up through, um, you know, our link, uh, it's either on the website or on our podcast provider page. Now, again, I can't guarantee you'll win a million if you sign up for our link, but you'll at least get 225 bucks, and it'll help us out, too. So try Chase Bank. Uh, it's a great service. And on top of that, furniture, man. Craig, you know, we could talk probably for another hour. What, what would we do if we win the million bucks? Well, I'm sure one of the things you might do is, hey, I want to upgrade my furniture. I need a new couch or I want a better couch. Try Ashley Home Store. Uh, Ashley Home Store. When you when you click the link on our website or our podcast provider page, they say, "Hey, here's a coupon. You can save. your savings right away. Use that savings. You could shop online. I'm sure you could probably take into the store if you really want to go to the store. Um, you could deliver online. Uh, very easy. Very simple. Uh, simple process. Ashley Home Store makes it simple, and it's a great store. I, you know, I was when we first started talking about Ashley Home Store. I'm like. Oh boy, I'm in Columbus where a lot of these stores are. Is there Ashley home store in other areas? And Craig's like, hey, it's really close to my house too. So wherever you're at in o- Ohio, I can't guarantee you there's an Ashley home store in five minutes of your house. Maybe you're like, I'm in the country, I'm not close by there. But hey, there's Ashley home stores near you that could definitely help you out. All right, Craig, um, we're probably gonna go a little bit long, but I-, I can't go too much long. So let's touch on these other stories. Um, NFL schedule got released yesterday. And hey, if you really want to break down, tune into our Steelers show that we do each week. We get a little bit more nerdy and we talk about the X's and O's of football. But Craig, let's just glance overview. There'll be a link on the website with the current schedule. And anybody out there who's like, what's the best sport in football? I mean best sport in football. The best sport in America. What's the most popular sport? What do we care most about? Craig, it's four months until the season starts, okay. and if you're a football fan, you're geeking out this morning. You're you're scanning over your schedule. You're playing the schedule game. Uh, I had some text going back and forth between my Steelers podcast friends last night where we were predicting the Steelers schedule and the Steelers a uh, win total. Like how many games are going to win, uh, Craig? I'm sure you probably eyeballed the Lions schedule. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. But what I'm saying is. What other sport that four months out when they release the schedule are we doing that to? I mean, maybe baseball, you sit there and say, wow, this looks fun. My team is playing a big series in July or something. Yeah. But you're sitting there going, oh, game one we win, game two we lose. You, you can't predict the schedule that way. Football, you're doing it. And maybe it's partly because there's not as many football games as baseball or basketball. But, man, we geek out about this stuff. ESPN had three hours of broadcasting <laughs> last night. And, you know, I, I don't know. I'll break everyone and talk about the Columbus crew. I, I know the Columbus crew is a big story. I know there's a lot of people, especially here in Columbus, that care about the crew. But there are sports. And I'll include sports I like, like hockey and even baseball right now. Baseball's lost a little bit of its popularity over the years. You're not at the level of football. You know, what I think mean? where uh, it's it just it, it's crazy just to. Man, it's kind of nuts, Craig.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I I, I can understand why people get into the schedule release. And I think in the NFL it's different because, you, like you said, you only have those 16 when well now you have 17 games for a schedule. So I think people get a little bit more excited about it than other sports because you can kind of go through each game and predict. Whereas in baseball, hockey, basketball – you're you're talking 82 or 162 game seasons. You can't really predict game by game. You can you can talk about when Christmas Day basketball games are on, or maybe what the you know the outdoor game games are for hockey. But football, it's a it's a week to week thing, so it's easier, I think, to get excited about certain matchups. And obviously, the biggest one was the Browns and, and Chiefs going at it in Week One. A big you know uh, AFC. Um, uh, playoff matchup you know rematch so everybody gets excited the only thing that i look at the schedule at this point for with the lions is who they play on thanksgiving other than that i really you know i might look at who they play opening day and if they have any monday night or sunday night games but thanksgiving is the only game i really you know look to see who are they playing this year um but having a three-hour program about it maybe a little bit overkill because then you You try to fill time by going in through every game and saying yes, no, who's going to win. It's hard to predict. So, you know, so soon, we're in May. We just got out of the draft. We still have free agents available. So it's hard to really know who's going to be, you know, I mean, you know certain top teams, but it's hard to know everybody that's going to succeed. And I don't know, maybe we overblow the schedule release in the NFL. I mean, we we even had a day, the – the schedule day release day announcement. So we had an announcement a few weeks ago saying the schedule will be released May 12th. And it's like, do we really need an announcement day for the announcement of the schedule?
0: So I don't know. It might be a little bit too much to have
1: that much programming dedicated to a
0: schedule. Well, on top of that, on the morning news shows, and yeah, I didn't watch them, but um, you know, they were announcing yesterday morning week one. So, I mean, there was an announcement before the announcement. (laughs) Yeah. you can sit there and say, oh, nobody cares. Bull. I mean, you know, smartly, our Nate Ulrich, who is our um, Browns beat reporter out of the Akron Beacon Control, he had a story ready to go. And yeah. you know, all you had to do was insert the team name and a little bit about that team. When he found it was the Chiefs, he put a story out. And it was a huge trending story really? for all of our papers in Northern Ohio. And that tells you, I am might pat myself or Nate in the back. I'm more, more saying, hey, you know, People care because if people didn't care, they wouldn't click on that story. Um, So, yeah, we're just – we're passionate. We'll have to talk some time, and we're kind of getting up against it. I don't want to get in a huge discussion about this. Uh, It's interesting you talk about Thanksgiving. Uh, Be a good topic we can address sometime maybe next week. Um, All-day football watching. I I remember, uh, geez, a couple years ago, the Steelers played on a Thursday night game on Thanksgiving. And right. then they also played a Christmas afternoon game right. the same year. And I got to tell you, I, in sports, I've been to the point where every other team, I'll watch other sports, but it's more of, hey, I'll turn on see who's on, I'll watch it for a little bit. Steelers are more point with viewing. And my family was ticked that year because <laughs> I was like, hey, I got to watch the game. in Christmas, they were playing the Ravens for a division title. Like it wasn't, you know, hey, they're – yeah, you know, they're in the playoffs, they're playing every team out of the playoffs, and this was a huge game. Where if they lost a game, they may not even made the playoffs. And so thankfully they won that game. But I mean, my family's like, hey, it's the holidays, be around us. <laughs> and Christmas and Thanksgiving were taken up. So I I was very thankful the Steelers aren't scheduled to play th- Christmas or Thanksgiving. Thank goodness. Um Dan Kadar, a guy who I work with on uh, our desk, guy he did a lot of work with the Ackerbee Journal before joining this um, Ginnett Ohio desk. Um, Dan and I briefly talked yesterday, and Dan's pretty upset because uh, Dan takes care of our Browns coverage. And unless something dramatically changes, he'll be doing that again this year. Uh, Dan's a little bit upset because right now the Browns play on Christmas Day. All right. Uh, Rebellion yeah. is like crap. Family's not going to be happy. Man. <laughs> and concerned. I hear Dan's concern. Hi. Yeah, night.
1: The, price, the price for being good, right? You know, I mean, the Lions nope. have to play Thanksgiving because that's their tradition. They have a Monday night football game against Green Bay, which I'm kind of stunned that they have. But I think every team has to get a Monday night, Thursday night, or Sunday night game in this, according to the league schedule. Yeah, but, I, I think
0: uh, every team is guaranteed one thing, so, uh, Thursday night game. I think they're going to change it soon, where on Monday night those games could be flexed out. Busiest bad yeah. run of... Yeah, They've
1: had some bad bad games on Monday Night Football, so I don't think
0: it could change. I think it starts next year, if I remember. Okay.
1: Well, and I know the the Lions and Packers game is, if I'm not mistaken, it's either Week Two or Week Three. So they're 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 playing in a situation where the Lions aren't going to be zero and seven yet. You know what I mean? So it it might not be. I don't know when their flex schedule, you know, comes up because I know NBC Sunday Night Football can start flexing later in the year. So if ESPN's the same
0: way, then the Lions will probably be saved from a flex at that point. But uh, yeah. I think there's a couple Sunday nights. I think NBC is like a, a run of four in a row, which I, I'll watch every NFL games, but they're not really appointment TV. My goodness, it's like Chiefs the Ravens, which would be a great game. Uh-huh. And then NBC has the Tom Brady return to New England on Sunday night, okay. almost right after that. Which that's right. almost a must see, even though I'm not Tom Brady fan or fan of the Patriots or the Buccaneers. I mean, I'm curious to see what happens. And oh, yeah. Yeah. The fan, so should be good. So, all right. Well, we'll talk more about that. I'm I'm interested to get some takes about holiday TV football viewing, but yeah, we're up against it. Thanks to Wine for <laughs> the <laughs> lotteries and everything else. Yeah. Uh, seriously, I was really thinking that if, if it was a boring press conference, We may be done in 20 minutes, but now we're rushing to get everything in. uh, Let's briefly talk about this. I encourage you to read the link on the story we're going to drop on the podcast notes. Um, There was a cyber attack on uh, some of our pipelines. Um, Actually, the pipelines were out for a couple of days. Apparently, it just got fixed yesterday. Read the story. Uh, I, I get frustrated because... Right now, we're such a political climate where anything going on, oh, it's Biden's fault, oh, it's Trump's fault, it's whatever, it's a cyber attack. It hit. Hopefully, we can hold those responsible to justice. It happens. You know I mean? I wouldn't blame either side for that. It's just something that, hey, it's stuff that happens. How do we respond? I mean, I guess that's where the argument should happen. Read the story, too, because there's a lot of crazy Facebook chatter about gas shortage and, you know, go to the store and buy millions of gallons of gas. Um, you know, we talked to some people from Ohio yesterday. They say, hey, probably not gas shortage," And it, it does a good job of explaining, hey, why the gas prices a little bit high? L- look for the facts. And again, it's not always based on politics. Either side, it doesn't matter who you're a fan of. Just look to the facts. Uh, good information for you there. And then, um, Craig, the last thing I wanted to get your opinion on, I thought this was interesting. Um, Some big news happened yesterday. Uh, Liz Cheney, who is the daughter of Dick Cheney, um, she was removed from the head of the uh, GOP in the House. And, you know, it was expected. I think it got even more votes than they thought. But that said, there were some Republicans who were just upset about the whole thing. And uh, there was a letter, um, Miles Taylor, who is a former Trump administration official, he's organizing a public letter um, that's gonna be signed by more than 100 prominent Republicans. And they're saying, look, the Republican party, we gotta get away from Trump. We, we gotta do our own thing. And if we if you don't listen to us, we are going to form a third party. Um, you know, I, I we talked to Brand about this the other day. Brand doesn't think it's happening. But, you know, I think it is, to be honest with you. I mean,
1: well, just to be brief, I think I'd be surprised if that did happen because I don't think Republicans at this point in, the, in how things have gone with how many You know how how much voting happened last you know last uh, November I don't think Republicans really want to split the vote even more because that would almost I I almost think that would ensure that they would lose elections unless you had a great candidate in that third that that secondary Republican party that people just gravitated towards from all over the country it'd be kind of hard I think for the Republicans to win general elections against Democrats right now if there's two different Republicans running on a ticket, you know? So, cause you're always going to have Republicans that like maybe sort of this, this new GOP, which is Trump supported, clearly based on their removal of, uh, of Liz Cheney, they're kind of drawing their, their line in the sand saying, we're, we're a Trump supporting Republican party now. And if you have a branch off Republican party of a finite amount of people, even if it is 100 prominent people, you still need to get the backing of the American people, and a lot of those Republicans in in middle America are Trump supporters. So I don't know that it would be a great idea to to, to try to branch off and become a new, different section of Republican Party values.
0: Well, I I agree with you. I think if you have a third party, you're almost guaranteeing Democrat wins at least for the time being. However, I look at guys like Anthony Gonzalez. I look at guys like John McCain before John McCain died and other people like that where I say they're lost, to be honest with you. And it's not just you can sit there and say, well, there's a lot of people that are upset with me in the party. I guess they're okay with it, and we'll just continue. I mean, they're censoring people. Right. right? Center is a, a slap in the wrist. I mean, you, they're not going to jail or anything else like that. Right. Still, I mean, they're saying, "Hey, we're not happy with what you're doing and everything." And I don't think it's necessarily going to happen today, but I'll be interested to see if those hundred, the hundred people that signed it, become public. Because yeah, you're right. A hundred doesn't make a whole lot different, but I think there's a lot of people in the country and. You know, you could probably guess who some of these people might be, uh, but I think there's a lot of people in the country who are like, "Hey, you know, all our life we voted Republican. All our life we were kind of interested in what what Republican was about. We ne- no, did not necessarily always agree, but you know, we cared about people. We want to try to help people out. And now we're not sure if they're doing it now. Right? And you know, we're in a party right now where it, it's almost, "Hey, you." It's not just one branch of the party that supports a, a theory or philosophy. It's almost like, hey, we want you to subscribe to a theory philosophy or we're going to downgrade you. And if people say that, you're like, okay, maybe this isn't for me. So, I mean, what happens to John McCain when he was alive? What happens to Anthony Gonzalez? What happens to some of the, his other guys? Yeah. I don't think guys like Gonzalez is, or Mitt Romney or people like that, I mean, yeah – what options do they have? I mean, do they just say, All right, I guess we're Democrats now? Or do they sit there and say, Hey, you know, we may not win a ton to start, but in our good conscience, we can't just sit here while there's a bunch of crazy stuff that we don't agree with is going on. Yeah. I, I, be yeah.
1: I think the biggest maybe the biggest problem is everybody thinks, well, just let everything kind of blow over. but you know, Trump technically can run in twenty, you know, for in twenty twenty four. But let's say he wins. Well, that's another four years then. And then, yeah, he'd be out. But I don't think people should assume that this philosophy, this newer adopted philosophy is going to die out when, when, when President Trump is either no longer able to run or does run wins and serves his final four years. I don't know that you can say, well, we'll just wait for that. And by 2028, everything will be back to normal. Because I don't think you can assume that. I think you have a lot of Trump supporters in Congress, Jim Jordan, Josh Hawley, you know, these guys that are going to be sort of the future of the Republican Party that really align themselves with Donald Trump. So I don't know that you can say that the Republican Party is going to go back to where it was when and if Trump is no longer able to run or runs and
0: wins and then serves out his rest of his his four years. They've got to find, and I know the Republicans are painting these guys as, oh, they're being junked on. It's unfair. The terrible media is ripping them to shreds. But right now, you look at some of these guys, Josh Hawley has a bad reputation right now uh, based on some of the stuff around January 6th. And I know some people are like, oh, it's he's being painted fairly. Well, there's some clear indications that not all is right with Mr. Hawley. Um, you look at Matt Gatz. I, I mean, Matt Gatz is pretty much on the brink of being charged with corruption and paying you know, off people and everything else. He saw it there running around. Ted Cruz, I, hey, I know there's certain people who love Ted Cruz and say, think everything's great about him, but there's other people who says, hey, he ran out of Texas, you know. Yeah, he, he did some stuff that even Ted Cruz will admit wasn't that smart. Right. Uh, who, who else are we mentioning? You said some other day. Oh, what? Or Tim Jordan? Okay, I know he's a hot guy.
1: Taylor. I mean, Marjorie Green Taylor is also kind of really. I mean, it's almost like if you're not really far right, then you're not a Republican anymore. And I think that's been the biggest change that I've noticed from afar. Is You know, you have to have a a certain mindset to be a Republican now as opposed to just, you know, 20 years ago, 10 years ago, where you could be a moderate Republican. You could be sort of a a left-leaning Republican, maybe more towards the center. Now it's like if you don't have a far-right view of anything, then you're not a Republican or you're blackballed from the Republican Party if you're a politician. I mean, no one ever said anything bad about Mitt Romney, and I mean, he literally ran for president, but the Republicans clearly backed him, and now I can't think of very many Republicans that really care to want Mitt Romney in their party anymore. So it, it's just, it's changed so dramatically.
0: What the Make America Great movement needs? And I know if we had somebody here that was part of it, they'd say, hey, what's wrong with Ted Cruz? What's wrong with Josh Hawley? What's wrong with Matt Gatz or Marjorie Green Taylor? You need somebody who doesn't just say crazy stuff for shock value. The only two people right now that I can think of are Christy Noon. She's a governor of North Dakota. She has some stances that are very much making America great again, but she's not saying crazy stuff or, or, or stuff that would be construed. Well, I'll put this away. She's not running to the mic every time something's out there and just spewing stuff just to be popular on Fox or something else like that. Right. I think of Tim Scott. He's actually an African-American congressman from, I believe, it's Carolina. I think it's like South Carolina. Carolina. Yeah, South Carolina. Yeah. You know, those who don't agree with Make America Great Again aren't agreeing with what he says. But Tim Scott's not a guy who comes out and says stuff just for shock value. I mean, he's definitely on board with that movement. He's definitely supportive. But there's nothing where you can sit there and say, oh, he's being charged with something or he's being accused. You, you, you almost have to have those guys be the face of your party. And let the Jordans and the Cruises and everybody else, yeah, they're still part of it. But uh, I don't know. It, well, they're, not,
1: they're not the faces. I mean, the people you just mentioned are not. It's the Jim Jordans, Josh Hollies, these right. people that, you know, Marjorie Taylor Green. I didn't know who she was until all of this stuff just started coming out with her. So,
0: Oh. Well, look at Ohio. Josh Mandel desperately wants to be part of it. And, wow. you know, there's been reporting the saying that even Trump has rebuffed, you know, say, hey, you know, go away or whatever. But, you know, that's only fueled his fire, it
1: seems like. Because I, I just, I mean, I never really knew Josh Mandel to really be as extreme as he's been here on social media and just things like that. I, I don't ever remember, you know, anything like that from him just getting out on Twitter and just bad-mouthing things or, you know, some of the things he's gotten not banned from Twitter, but maybe suspended from Twitter had tweets taken down because they were offensive or just insensitive. I've never, I never remember Josh, you know, Josh Mandel being that sort of polarizing and, and maybe he's found a, a voice where he feels like the more polarizing he is, the more his name gets out there and he can maybe win an election because of that. Cause you know, he's, He's, he seems to have gained some steam in that race with Jane Timken. He he doesn't maybe have the, the the deep resume that she might as being a Republican leader for so many years, but he's trying to capitalize on his affinity for for Trump and those policies. And it seems like it's maybe maybe it could work for him.
0: I would love to see some centrist party, and I don't think the third party necessarily needs to be. Hey, let's do the party of Reagan or the party of. You know, pick your favorite Republican president of the 50s or 60s or whatever. I like to see a third party development centrist that says, Hey, you know, if you're not into what Trump is saying, here's a party for you. And on the mm-hmm. other side, hey, if you're not supportive of our very progressive, you know, ideas on the left, hey, here's a party for you. I, I'm with you. I, I wouldn't guarantee it's going to happen, but I think you're seeing some talk that you've not seen before. Right, right. I agree with that. Yeah, so it'll be interesting. So, oh man, look at the time, Craig, and we have gone past, but good conversation. And like I said, if you're sitting out there going, oh my gosh, why did you talk this long? Well, Governor DeWine, you had your chance, you couldn't just stop and say, hey, get your vaccination and, you know, went away and then, you know, our podcast will went 20 minutes. But instead, we're doing lotteries and um, all kinds of fun stuff. But hey, <laughs> There'll be enough to talk about, Craig. So I don't want you and Brandon saying, oh, there's nothing to talk about this show anymore. There's nothing up in Ohio. Geez, <laughs> yesterday alone has yeah. given us stuff for at least five weeks. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. there's a bunch of other stuff happening here in Ohio. other yeah. um, thing before we go, I remember Caribbean apparel, um, you know, brighten up your clothes. My clothes are boring. One of these days when we can start talking about fun stuff, I'll have to take a camera and uh, and show you my closet. You're boring, you know. So you gotta check out Caribbean Apparel, close to the Caribbean. And hey, check them out. Uh, you use our link, uh, you'll you'll get they got deals for you, and I'll help us out too. Um, hey, before we go uh man we got some shows um craig i'm excited george thomas is gonna be uh joining craig frequent guest of the show acro journal sports writer but also an entertainment critic um man craig sent me the list lots of stuff happening there uh we, we also have craig with his own reviews and we also have craig talking to how do we classify him um I'm not sure if we ever given our like our official movie reviewer. I'll say he's one of our movie reviewers. Right? Yeah, yeah. Bob Garber. Bob Garber. Uh, yeah. yeah, Bob's on the show, and Bob will be on the bill. The a lot of good content. I, I'm excited to hear the the George and Craig show. I, I'm not sure what they'll call it, but whatever, yeah. it, it'll be fine. I'm looking forward to it. It's
1: gonna be it's gonna be epic.
0: I think we got some good yeah. stuff to talk about. I can't wait. And then Saturday uh we'll have content um (laughs) me paul and joe just kind of talked about crazy stories i think we talked about four or five the two that come to my mind is the girl in oklahoma that moved to arkansas she thought she found a great deal and it turned out to be a senior citizen home uh, or apartment living and we talked about how smart she was and how man if your daughter's moving away That's good, you're not gonna be hassled as much as senior citizens home, you know, it'll be great. (laughs) And then we also talked about the unfortunate fellow who whipped out his colostomy bag and waved it over his head at a kid rock bar in Nashville. See, Craig, we talk about the important stuff, you you know, you're sitting here like, let's talk about COVID and other stuff. And I say, Craig, you should be talking about colostomy bags, and that's why we got.
1: it's good to know that because my wife and i are going on vacation here in a few weeks and we're going to nashville so okay we'll have to make sure we get our shields or something ready to go for uh, you know well, the town.
0: there was some uh, um there's some concern that reporting saying did it happen in the bar or outside the bar but you could as see far as, I,
1: as far as i know it happened inside the bar and, it, and people were uh I don't know if there's a good word to say, but they were splashed with uh, yes. Yes, the,
0: very much so. the contents. They were splashed for the contents inside the bar. And then, um, you know, Paul Yancek, he's a pastor and he's a sewage podcaster and a colostomy bag guy. <laughs> uh, I'm very interested to hear what um, Paul's prisoners think about his sausage bag discussion, but that's another story <laughs> sort for of another day. But, um, you know, Paul also refused books. Um, he's hoping to have one this weekend. We'll put that at the end of our philosophy discussion. Yeah, (laughs) man. If you're not excited about George Thomas and philosophy bag discussion, why you listen to this podcast? I I, I can't wait. And then Sunday, Paul repents of all the the sins of talking about the Steelers and philosophy bags. Uh, We share content from Paul. Paul does devotions during the week. He puts a sermon up on YouTube, and we try to share some things about that because man, after a week of hearing us talk and Paul and Joe talk, you need you need some redemption. So on Sunday, listen to some spiritual talk and pray for your soul. And Monday you can join the craziness again and pray for your soul again on next Sunday. that would be good. Yes. Going? Yes. Definitely. All right. Well, Craig, it's been a week. It has. Yeah. We'll be back on Monday. Uh, but again, as I said, lots of content to hopefully tied you over during the weekend. All right. A- anything else, Craig? I-, I think we said all we needed to say.
1: No, no. Just look for some good pop culture stuff. If you're looking for something to stream this weekend, I'm-, I'm sure we'll have plenty of options for you.
0: Yeah. Lots of fun stuff. Well, for Craig and uh, Brandon, we'll expect to hear, hear back from him on Monday. This is Chris. Have a great day. And thanks for listening. To- Hi, I'm Jennifer Mooney. Welcome to what is our new Hope Interrupted podcast based on the work from our book,